There it is. We're live. Welcome, 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 everybody. We have no guest again. That's all right. I am going to do another one of those things where I go off the cuff because all of you spurred me on last time and gave me so much uh, encouragement. So I really appreciate all of you. And you know what? I'm just going to shut up, play the intro. Let's get rock and rolling. Here we go. Practicing polyamory, real life perspectives from the imperfect people of polyamory. The mission of the Practicing Polyamory podcast is to provide a platform for all of the real-life, flawed humans that practice polyamory so that we might all learn from one another and grow as a community. Enjoy the show. All right, all right, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday, a little bit cloudy, a little bit humid. I actually turned on the AC today, but whatever, I'm here, we're going to have a good time. Quick reminder, we are doing three shows every single week, uh, pretty much, Monday through Wednesday, 2.30. So if you have any questions that you'd like answered on the show, any topics that you'd like to, to hear discussed, let me know. Shoot me a DM. Follow me on all social media platforms at Practicing Polyay. Uh, let me know what it is that you want us to talk about. And always, as always, a reminder, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a welcome guest on this show. None of us are perfect. We're here to share as many imperfect stories as possible because I know that the more stories we hear, the more others will see us in themselves and the more representation we have, the more we can strengthen our community. So go to practicingpolyamory.com, share your imperfect story too. Speaking of imperfect stories, that's actually what I'm going to talk about today is my imperfect story. So uh, if you don't want to hear the boring details of my life, go ahead and just you know, sayonara. We'll see you next week. It's Wednesday. So, you know, we'll see you next Monday. But if you do want to hear some grimy details, I don't know how grimy they're going to get. But, you know, if you do want to hear some details, here we go. Uh, I'm going to talk about my first polyam breakup. So this was uh, 2017, 2018 was it was about, you know, give or take a, a year long uh, relationship, 10 months or so, whatever. Um, and this was somebody that this was our first, my first, our first, uh, polyam experience. So, uh, it happened that, uh, we were at a party, Vanessa and I, and I hit it off with this girl and she was like, yo, you should go after that. And I was like, I looked at her like, what? I should do what now? She said, yeah, you should go after that. I was like, Okay, if you say so. So that was kind of like our intro to Polly, uh, so to speak, right? Prior to that, we had done, you know, I've talked about this in the past. Uh, we had done some some swinging, but we had never actually, we had talked about polyamory, but we hadn't actually opened up completely to it. So this was like the first time that we were going to try this polyamory thing. It's more than just about the sexual connection, right? It's It's not swinging anymore. Now we're actually like, I should talk to this girl. We have a good connection. We have chemistry, obviously. And, you know, she was telling me, go and talk to her. So I was like, okay, sure, no problem. So this girl was quite a bit younger than me. I think I was uh, 33, 34 at the time, something like that. This girl was like 19. Uh, so, you know, there was a pretty significant uh, age gap, but you know, whatever it, it there were, uh, the, the, I, I say whatever, but you know, it was one of the reasons that age gap was one of the reasons why I found it difficult to in some ways take the relationship seriously, if you will. Right. Like, like 
I guess I, I, I kind of had an idea. Uh, I kind of felt like that relationship maybe had an expiration date before it really started. But, uh, you know, I kind of wanted I wanted to see what was going to come of it. There was a lot of mistakes. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. There's a lot of relationships that work that way. Uh, you know, I, I've seen on the Facebook groups, people often ask the question, you know, uh, what's the age gap? What's the age difference between you and your partners? And, uh, you know, I've seen some pretty, you know, significant numbers. I've seen 20 plus years. I've seen, you know, 15, 17, 13, whatever. There's, there's, you know, these kinds of connections do happen. For me, I I felt like, you know, the age and maybe the um, maturity level, whatever, like it, it gave me the sense that, you know, this wasn't something that I necessarily saw as a forever partner. Um, and, but I still didn't want to limit myself. I didn't want to say, well, just because she's this much younger than me, like there's no way there's no, you know, I still wanted to be open to the idea that maybe, you know, as we get to know each other, things will go really well. Who knows? Anyway, so uh, Vanessa and I are living on the road at this time, and we are um, making stops back in California for, you know, a couple of different reasons. And, uh, you know, whenever we make the stop back, I go to see this girl. We hang out. We do this. You know, we do our thing, whatever. Um, and so it was kind of like this comet slash long distance relationship type of thing. Uh, and during all of this, uh, the last time that I talked about my life and I, and I, and I told the story of, uh, that date that Vanessa was on that I barged in on that happened during this time that we were on the road. And this other girl was the one that I was seeing, uh, when I would, you know, when I came home and, and, uh, Vanessa and I had split up for three months, this girl was the one that would come over and hang out with me and, you know, console me all of that good stuff. So, you know, we kind of bonded in a lot of ways because of the stuff that I was going through, you know, I was going through some pretty difficult stuff, you know, with Vanessa and and this other girl was there to kind of help pick up the pieces and things. Um but but it was still like you know, I'm 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 over here mourning this relationship that I, that I'm fearful that I'm afraid is, is ending, you know, this marriage that I have that, that I'm afraid is ending. And so still it's tough to really, for me, it was tough to really say, well, if this one's ending, I'm going to put all my eggs in this next basket, right? Like that's not what I was trying to do. Uh, and, and it, it, it did, it made it, it made it, it still made it difficult to like put complete stock. I mean, maybe, maybe it's also the fact that I was reeling right that i was dealing with with all of this um blowback and 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 falling apart of this other relationship and i wasn't ready to invest all of that into into a new person well anyway so vanessa and i are split up for three months and right around christmas time we um decide to give it another shot but in order to give it another shot um, not in order to, but in, in the process of, okay, we're going to give it another shot. She takes a job in Vegas. And so here we are still living in the RV and we move the RV up to Vegas. And so we're up there for about six months in 2018 from January to about June, uh, late May, 
June of uh, 2020 or, or 2018, 2018, 2018, all, uh, about six months. And Vanessa had found this um, event that she enjoyed going to at this bar. Um, FITB, fucking in the bushes. It's uh, an 80s night. So uh, Britpop specifically, 80s Britpop. And so she would come back for her 80 Britpop, 80s Britpop dance night every third Friday, I think it was. And so when Vanessa would come home, the other girl would come up to visit. And so we would have these, you know, weekends in Vegas and it was great. It was fun. It was again, you know, this, this semi-comet, semi-long distance, like whatever it was. Um, and at some point during all of this, uh, you know, I said those, those four, that four letter word, right. I told this girl that I loved her and, and I did, you know, and I did. Um, but as we all know, there's loving someone and there's being in love, right. And being a baby polyam guy, I was trying to figure out what all of that meant. Um, I have always been, had always been the type of person that when I get into a relationship, I pour everything into it. I've, I talked about this last time, how I just, you know, not only gave everything of myself, but expected that in return and, you know, based my entire life off of what I was going to be doing with this one person. So for me to now be balancing two relationships was interesting to say the very least it was challenging in a lot of different ways um one of the things that i will that i do remember uh was lying in bed with vanessa one night and thinking about this other girl and you know expressing to vanessa how cool it was how how wonderful it felt to love vanessa as much as i did and still also love this other girl you know uh with you know very deeply, you know, like there was a lot of love there too. And to have, you know, all of that, to be feeling all of that love at one time for multiple people was just the most uh, extraordinary. I surrender to your will. Surrender to your will, love. I love love. And <laughs> it was, it really was. It was just such a wonderful feeling, such a wonderful moment. Um, and, you know, so, so things were for the most part, good. Um, there was a little caveat, shall we say, um, that, like I said, it, it was it was difficult for me to take the relationship too seriously, and so I think, I think all in all, like in total, I think I broke up with this girl like three times. Um, we would, I would, I would tell her, you know, like this isn't working like I, I because of this this guilt that I have that I can't take it seriously or whatever and so I was like you know we shouldn't do this anymore and then next day we're like still talking and flirting and like next thing you know we're you know hanging out again and and things are like nope we didn't actually break up okay okay so that happened you know um at least a couple of times um where I would have these conversations be like it's not working like I I I'd not feeling this for this reason or that reason or whatever. And we would just go right back to it. <sighs> there was also the caveat, the uh, added uh, challenge that Vanessa wasn't a huge fan of this girl. 
So there was that couple's privilege that came into play, right? And I wanted to protect my marriage. I wanted to, um, you know, I, I, I put a hierarchy, you know, uh, unintentionally on, on my relationship with, uh, with Vanessa, you know, I put that one as, as my primary and, um, you know, so when there was, when I knew that, you know, Vanessa didn't necessarily like this girl, it was like, okay, well, even more of a reason why I can't take it seriously, even more of a reason why I can't fully commit or whatever. And so, you know, even, even more of a reason why sometimes I just feel like I need to break up with this girl. Um, other mistakes that I made, uh, I would often downplay the feelings that I was having for this girl when I was uh, talking with Vanessa, you know, I would tell her, yeah, no, she's cool, whatever. But like, eh, da, 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 da. like, like I'm into it, but not really, but kind of, but not, you know, because I, I felt like I had to protect Vanessa and, and, and make her reassure her that like she was number one in my life and, and, and nobody would take her place and all this stuff. Uh, so, you know, I, I definitely fell into a lot of that couple's privilege and, and um, didn't always treat that other girl like, like an equal partner at least in in her in my relationship you know I, like I, I definitely felt like I had uh control or power or whatever um and and I didn't use it in a good way so you know I share these stories I, I share these lessons uh because as I mentioned in the intro we're all imperfect we all make mistakes I'm I, I made a lot of mistakes when we're uh baby polyam folks we're, we're going to make mistakes and it sucks that people get hurt in the process. It sucks that, you know, I broke this girl's heart a couple of times. It sucks that, you know, that people get hurt because of this. And nobody wants to be a predator. And I don't think that anybody wants to intentionally hurt people. Uh, but I know that we all enter polyamory and in our own ways, in our own uh, methods, and nobody necessarily has the rule book and, and the know-how. And, you know, there's not as much representation in the media. So we don't always know what, you know, is expected in these relationships. Everybody, it seems like, who enters this relationship, especially if they enter uh, this type of relationship on accident, um, you know, everybody kind of has their own growing pains and, and I'm sure a lot of people feel like like they are exploring new territory and don't don't have a guide don't know how to do it so um you know I was there and made plenty of mistakes and that's why I'm sharing them so that maybe you are out there opening up your relationship and you know you can take some of this knowledge and and not make some of the same mistakes that I did um or at least you know learn something from them anywho all right so what the heck was i saying um couples privilege all that good stuff and you know she wasn't a big fan and so it was getting to a breaking point it was getting to a point where um where Vanessa felt the need to you know, essentially give me an ultimatum and say, you know, it's, it's me or her. And 
you know, it's it's a tough thing to be put in that position um, and it, it wasn't that I didn't love Vanessa and it's not that I didn't treasure her and, and, and want her, you know, um, more than this other person or, or whatever, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that, that, you know, um, I, how do I say, uh, it wasn't that, 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 that I placed her below this other person. It was in that moment, I finally realized that uh, that nobody was going to force me to make choices. Nobody was going to to to, to put me in that position. Like I, I I I made this choice for myself more than anything else. And and I I want to say you know in in the letter that I wrote to her that I still have uh, that I said you know it's not. It's not that I'm choosing this girl above you. It's not that. It's just that I I don't want to be put in a position where I have to choose. And that was, you know, that was enough. That was that was essentially not choosing her. And so that was our second separation. That one lasted about a year. Uh, she left in May of 2018. She moved out, stayed uh and whatever she moved out uh and then i followed closely behind we both ended up moving back here to san diego um and yeah we were separated for a year and then this other girl um this other girl and i i don't know we 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 kind of tried to reconnect but i think i was just in a place where i had gone through so much with her i had broken her heart a number of times um i was heartbroken myself with you know my relationship with vanessa ending and i just you know told this girl you know what forget about it like i I can't do this anymore uh she was moving away anyway i was like it's not even let's just let's just call it what it is let's just end it and that's that um so that was all in 2018. Kind of both of those relationships more or less ended. Um, I mean, Vanessa and I, we didn't end, right? Like we didn't, like our, our whole relationship didn't end, but, you know, we separated and it took a year before we, uh, before we, we moved in together again. Uh, and there was just a lot of, of things that we had to do to get there. This other girl and I, we, for the most part, never talked again. You know, I think, uh, Every once in a while, there's a, a like on the Facebook or Instagram or something along those lines. It's about as much as, as the communication gets there. But um, but yeah, I mean, some of the biggest lessons, some of the biggest takeaways really were about um, about the things that led up to it, I guess. It's all the couple's privilege and the hierarchies that were created, um, the idea of, you know, I'm... I'm transitioning out of monogamy into polyamory i don't know how to balance these uh emotions that i have this this life balance of having multiple partners um because there there is something to that there's a there's an an art i guess there's uh, uh probably some people would uh consider it a science or a system you know with with google calendar or whatever other tools people might use um, so there's, there's, you know, there's some science, there's some art to it. Um, there's, there's a magic to 
uh, balancing uh relationships and feelings with multiple people that way and um you know i didn't do a very good job of it early on learned a lot from it um but most especially i think one of the i probably the biggest my biggest takeaways i'm gonna i'm gonna try to narrow it down to three big takeaways one is going to be check your couple's privilege as you are opening up your relationship, that I'm going to write this down so I so I forget, so I don't forget. So number one, check your couple's privilege. As you're opening up your relationships, um, you may be tempted to want to protect your primary relationship, if you will. Um, and while I understand why, and 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 it makes total sense, and, and I'm not judging you for any for the any of that. Um, there's a distinct possibility that it can be a poison in any other relationship that you might have. So I'm going to make this point number two, which is treat the new partner like a human being. I mean, that goes without saying, but I made this mistake myself of it's not that I didn't treat her as a human being, it's that, you know, I, I maybe treated her as disposable because I didn't think that I could be fully committed or I didn't think that, you know, wh whatever my fears, whatever my hangups were, um, you know, I, I, I did, you know, I, I made this mistake of not treating this person as an equal partner to the relationship as me. So, um, you know, Big lesson number two. Um, and oh, what would be lesson number three? What would be lesson number three? Lesson number one, check your couple's privilege. Lesson number two, treat the new person like a human being. Uh, lesson number three, I don't know. I think um, self-care is what's ringing in my head right now. Um, when... Vanessa and I were separated. I talked about this uh, a little bit last time when we were separated. Uh, I was drinking a whole lot. Um, trying to remember the name of the port wine that I was drinking. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But it was a nice big bottle, fat bottle. It was like 1.5 liters. And I was probably drinking about two or three of those a week. Um, port wine, by the way. So that's like high concentrated, you know booze anyway um <laughs> when i was going through all of that and drinking as much as i was i wasn't really healing so when i say self-care it's also give yourself time to heal so uh and and allow yourself to feel the emotions of healing when i finally put that bottle away when I finally just said, you know what? I'm numbing myself. I realized that I was numbing myself and not feeling those feelings on purpose. So I put the bottles away, didn't buy any new ones. Um, and I quit drinking for a little while, long enough to just process everything. And I remember, you know, nights, days, moments when I would just break down and just, let it go. And it was that allowing myself to 
feel the emotions, allowing myself not to feel, not just to feel the emotion, but to release the emotions, to cry and scream into my pillow, to, you know, beat my fists on the bed to, you know, whatever, like just to, to feel it, allow myself to feel it, allow myself to release it, allow myself to let it go and practice that kind of self-care, radical self-love, acceptance of those feelings, of those emotions. They're normal. They're okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. Um, you know, this too shall pass is, is what I believe. So uh, number one, check your couple's privilege. Number two, two, treat that new person like a human being. Number three, self-care. Allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to release. All right. That is all I've got for you all. It was pretty close to 30 minutes this time. 25. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you, as always, to our live audience for tuning in. As a reminder, when we're live, you get no commercial interruptions, but the same can't be said for those podcast downloads. So if you want to avoid the commercial interruptions, be sure to catch us live Monday through Wednesday, 2.30 Pacific time, or sign up for our Patreon where you'll get access to our commercial-free RSS feed and support the show. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, wherever it is you download your podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review. We'll sincerely appreciate it. That is all we've got for you all today. Thank you all, as always, much love. And until next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Would you or someone in your polycule like to be a guest? Sign up at practicingpolyamory.com and join the conversation. Please support us by subscribing, liking, and following us on social media at Practicing Polya by clicking any of the affiliate links on our website or by subscribing at patreon.com slash practicingpolya.